It's Tuesday, February 14th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today, and happy Valentine's Day to all of you who celebrate Valentine's Day. All of you married folks out there, make sure if you're listening to this in the morning that you have some flowers or candy or gifts or dinner plans for you and your beloved tonight after work. I hope that you're able to enjoy uh, some time together celebrating the gift of marriage. For all of you who are single, I pray that you would enjoy this day as well. Valentine's Day is not just for married folks, not just for dating folks, but it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to celebrate the idea of love. This is a gift that God has given us. And so if you're hanging out with friends, if you're enjoying a a non-Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, I hope you celebrate. Celebrate the love between friends. Celebrate the, the love among a family. Really, it's an opportunity to celebrate the God who is love on this Valentine's Day. We also have a cool opportunity. I, I might mention this tomorrow as well, but I wanted to bring it up today. I think it's appropriate for Valentine's Day. Um we have an awesome class happening in Montgomery uh, tomorrow night on February the 15th. It's called Parenting While Married or Not. And it's an opportunity to hear from Pastor John and his wife, Shannon, as they're going to talk a little bit about what it looks like to be a parent focused on the right things. There's all kinds of parenting advice out there, all kinds of books telling you how to's on parenting. But what is the heart of parenting? What is it that we're really supposed to be trying to spend our time with when it comes to hanging out with our kids? Uh, So whether you're married or you're single and you have children, we encourage you to be a part of this tomorrow night in Montgomery at 630. It's happening at the same time as our American Heritage Girls and Trail Life Boys classes. It's happening at the same time as youth group, as choir rehearsals, so much going on. But I encourage you, it's a one night only thing really want you to be a part of this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, got a little bit of a preview of some of the things that Pastor John's going to talk about. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. It's going to be funny. It's going to be thoughtful. It's really going to be a powerful night. So I hope you're able to be there tomorrow night for parenting while married or not. All right, let's dive back into the book of Isaiah today. We are in Isaiah chapter 18, a prophecy against Cush. Now, Cush is uh, a nation, a kingdom that really rules what's called the Upper Nile region. It's It would be today's Northern Sudan, Southern Egypt. And it's called the Upper Nile because if you look at the Nile River from where Israel is, if you just keep going up the river, you end up actually going down because the Nile goes the opposite direction of most rivers. It flows from the south to the north. If you go up the river against the current to the top of the Nile, you're actually going down into Africa. And so that's the Kush region at the upper Nile. So um, go up the Nile, which means go south, and you find yourself in northern Sudan, um, maybe the the bottom parts of current-day Egypt, and you're talking about Africa. This is a, a nation that's feared. Um, But it's not unheard of. In fact, Moses will take a wife that's a Cushite, um, and this causes some controversy. Um, You know, she doesn't look like the rest of the people there. She's from a different kingdom, a faraway kingdom that speaks, as you're going to hear in a moment, a, a different language, has different customs. But both Moses's marriage to Zipporah and this prophecy to Isaiah look ahead to the time that all of the nations are going to come and worship the true God, the one true God of Israel. So let's look at the text today, Isaiah chapter 18. 
Woe to the land of whirring wings along the rivers of Cush, which sends envoys by sea in papyrus boats over the water. Go, swift messengers, to a people tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it. And when a trumpet sounds, you will hear it. This is what the Lord says to me. I will remain quiet and will look on from my dwelling place like shimmering heat in the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is gone and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with pruning knives and cut down and take away the spreading branches. They will all be left to the mountain birds of prey and to the wild animals. The birds will feed on them all summer, the wild animals all winter. At that time, gifts will be brought to the Lord Almighty, from a people tall and smooth-skinned, from a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech whose land is divided by rivers. The gifts will be brought to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. To be entirely honest, I'm not clear on why this prophecy is here. The Cushites are not a primary enemy of the people of Israel. I mean, there are some clashes. They're really on the other side of the Egyptian empire, and the Egyptians, who are going to get dealt with tomorrow, they're much more of a threat to the people of Israel. Um, you have other threats like Assyria and then later Babylon. Lots of clashes against Hittites and Hivites and Ammonites. The Cushites, there's some, but there's not nearly what you have with some of these other nations. So why does Isaiah call out to a nation far away, of very different customs? A couple times we hear that they have strange speech. They, they don't even speak, it seems, a Semitic language. It's a very different way of speaking, very different way of being. Why does God identify them? Well, I don't know for sure, but I have a theory. So maybe you'll go with me in this theory. The Cushites, while not necessarily a threat to the people of Israel, notice they're not condemned by God for their, um, for, for their violence or for the ways that they've mistreated the people of God. But there is a woe to this prophecy, a warning that one day their kingdom was going to come to an end. But even though their kingdom would come to an end, there would be an opportunity for them to bring gifts to God at Mount Zion. That this same people who are known for having such a strong nation, for being a, a, a ruthless people, a powerful people, one day they would be humbled and yet they would still be acceptable before God. They would be welcomed in because God is the God of the nations. He's not only the God of Israel. He is the God of Israel, but he's also the God of all nations, for he's the God of the whole universe. He is God. It's not like he's God of one nation and the rest of the nations are irrelevant. No, he's the God of all of the nations. And one day, even the most powerful nation, even the most strong and mighty force in the world, will be humbled and will find themselves at the throne of God, the only king who will reign forever, the only one whose kingdom will never fail. You see, I think we're being told something here. You see, the people of Israel, one of the reasons they kept sinning is they wanted to be like the other nations. They wanted to be powerful like the other nations. 
And God is pointing out, hey, you know that really powerful nation, Cush? I know they're they're from the they're from the south of the Nile. They're at the the top of the Nile River, and they are uh, they're they're known to being a vicious group. They're different people. They have a strange way of speaking, at least strange to our ears. Yes, they're a powerful, feared nation, far away. Even they, even they will find themselves bowing before Mount Zion. We ought to be careful that we not put too much weight in earthly nations. It's good to love your country. It's good to be patriotic. It's good to care for your country. But we ought to be careful that we not see our country, even with all its strength and might, even with its, its forms of government and its philosophy of, of, of common good and all the things that are good about our country, we need to see it in its proper place. One day this kingdom will fall. One day this nation will be no more. And there will be only one kingdom left, the kingdom of our God, where Jesus Christ will reign King of kings and Lord of lords. It is good to love your country, but keep it in right perspective. I think that's what we can take from this. We don't need to fear the strong nations. One day they will fall. And we ought not take too much comfort in our own strength, for one day we too will fall. But if we come to Christ, then we are accepted before the throne of God, able to bring the crowns he gives us as gifts before the throne, received by God with grace. And so, brothers and sisters, keep things in the right perspective. It is good to love this country, to serve this country. But never forget, one day, one day there will only be one country, one throne, one kingdom left, and it will be ruled by the scepter of Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you that there we need no we need not fear powerful nations. That we need not fear the forces of this world. Help us, Lord, not to take too much comfort in our own strength or the strength of our nation. Remind us to keep all things in the right perspective. You have gifted us this nation. You have gifted the world with all nations. Help us, Lord, to see it in its proper place. It's a place for us to serve, to do the work of the Great Commission, to love our neighbors, and in so doing, demonstrating our love for you. But would we keep your kingdom and our King Jesus Christ always at the forefront of our minds? Lord, would it be about him and his kingdom always, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.